News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Uh, Eamon Ryan, Green Party leader and Minister for the Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport, is there at COP. I think we're at the halfway point, uh, Minister. Today's a, 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 some, a breathing day, a day for consideration. Um, how is it going so far? Are you optimistic from what you've heard so far? Good morning, Shane. Morning. Could I put Mary Robinson into that list as potential people who impact not just in Ireland, but in the world? She's over the years and continues to do so. Um, she would be coming tomorrow, I think. Uh, we are halfway through, as you say, um, and it is the COP negotiations. People, your listeners will know, this is the conference of the parties, meeting of the parties of 190 plus countries around the world. It's the uh, 28th time that it has met. And the sense here is that it has started well, that um, particularly what happened here at the start, which was different to previous COPs, is that we were able to agree something that was quite significant, the uh, the start of a loss and damage fund. So a fund that will able to help countries who are hit by the impacts of climate change. Now, we were centrally involved in that last year in Sharm El Sheikh. We, we, we changed the text to promote it, but also to target it towards the most vulnerable countries. And the fact that that was then, over the last year, we've been working on it, it was agreed on the first day, has helped give a sense of momentum, a sense of possibility. Um, so I think that's probably uh, most significant. On the downside, or, or I suppose that the challenge ahead is also reflecting that we're doing what's called a global stock take. Mm. It was required under the Paris Climate Agreement. And it shows we're not on track. It shows that the impacts of climate change and the evidence of it is actually far more dramatic than we would have expected five years ago or even a year ago, that the temperature rises this year, the increased extreme weather events, which we've seen at home as pretty much everywhere else in the world, really it it is, um, well, it's motivation, if motivation were needed, yeah. that we have to act far faster. How, how are we doing? How will, what's our performance like in, in, in terms of the global stock take? Well, it doesn't. It, we all, everything we do within the um, Paris Agreement is as part of the European Union. So we make our, our contribution and, and give our, our kind of ambition set out within the overall European Union. Your listeners will know we're not. We are not where we need to be. We, we have to be see a far more significant reduction in emissions. But I, I would give maybe two or three examples where we are actually seen as really progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we're a member, we were a founding member of the Beyond Oil and Gas Alliance, that, that kind of central uh, organization here, which says we, we have to phase out the use of fossil fuels. And because of what we've collectively agreed, pretty much all political parties at home, that we will not explore, explore for new oil and gas, we will not frack gas on our, on our, in our country, we will not invest our public funds in fossil fuels. That gives us a reason to speak with certain pride and authority. And also, I'd say on emissions reductions, while you know we want to go far further, there is signs that our ship is starting to turn. In the first half of this year, we've seen emissions in electricity. So that's carbon emissions coming from our use of power generation uh, is down some 15%. And that's not insignificant. And similarly, in agriculture, the area that maybe people often think is the most contentious, but in my mind, is one where there's real opportunity. In the last two years, our use of nitrogen fertilizers, so that's the the oil-based fertilizers, which uh, we use to promote grass growth, that's dropped 30%. And again, that's a very significant. And the benefit of that is it's saving farmers money. 
as well as being better for the environment. So oh, okay. there are a number of signs that we can, I, I, and I could list loads of them, but yeah, uh, we are starting to make, make Obviously important that we do highlight the things we're, we're doing well. We did, though, have Oshin Coughlin and Friends of the Earth in um, uh, earlier in the week uh, expressing concern at the Taoiseach's remarks that we're looking at a planned reduction in the use of fossil fuels rather than phasing them out entirely. Um, uh, was, was the Taoiseach, was he kind of slightly putting things on the long finger, did you think, when he said that? No, I think what he actually said was safe and planned reduction. And that word safe is important because that does mean we have to phase out fossil fuels. We have to stop using them in a planned way. We will still, there will be a still a small amount of fossil fuel use into the future uh, in the areas like cement production. Um, that, and, and there what we would do is capture the carbon and then put it back into the ground as a safe way of storing it. So the, I think the T-shirt word, uh, you, you can kind of, define what is safe or what what is planned. But um, we do know what we need to do. It is the guiding star that we have to stay below 1.5 degrees temperature. Uh, you mentioned... Degrees. Now we're very close to that. So we need... Sorry, sorry. Continue your point, Minister. You just broke up. I thought you'd finished. Continue your point. No, um, it does need to be planned. And we do have our, our climate plan. We'll, we'll publish the late every year we have updated so that'll be that'll go to government in two weeks time and you do need to do it in a planned way you have to make sure firstly that for Irish householders there is a better alternative it just can't be a hardship kind of punitive point finger pointing exercise you do need to plan it and I think we can and we can do it in a way particularly in Ireland what what everyone's saying here internationally I think what will be agreed is that we need to triple renew renewable power and double energy efficiency. And in both, we are quite good. We are we have one of the highest levels of, of wind power on a system in the world. And we can switch to that as well as solar and battery storage and other systems interconnection to other countries. So we can see a future where we can actually get a competitive, lower cost for the Irish consumer, but clean energy source. Okay. And then the real skill is to use that electricity in our transport system and in our heating systems. So that provides the security and the comfort and the jobs that the yeah. Irish people need. We're miles off that though, aren't we? Using those, uh, you know, you talk about um, electrifying transport. We're, we're way away from that. We're not, Shane. We're, we have, uh, take electric cars and can't be just switching from fossil to electric. We do have to switch to public transport and to cycling and walking. But there again, we're about 28% of cars, new cars now. That's ahead of the UK. It's, it's one of the largest percentages. Um, and in the area of heating our homes, just to take those two areas, again, there's a, there'll be about 40,000 Irish homes this year are, are doing their kind of upgrade. And the bookings for next year are even stronger. And we have a system, again, kind of Ireland looking as an example. Our system of carbon tax, while it wasn't originally popular, it actually works. What it does is it gives us the revenue stream each year that firstly, we yeah. can protect people in low incomes. But secondly, it guarantees the industry knows there's going to be money coming to help that retrofit. Uh, uh, and, uh, and I see the IMF have come out and said carbon uh, pricing is the way to go. It could raise uh, trillions to, to tackle climate change. Can I briefly ask you, it's quite a technical subject, so I don't want to get too bogged down. Mm-hmm. It. You mentioned carbon cap, uh, capture. I was a little surprised when I heard you talking about carbon ca- uh, capture because I think, you know, your green credentials are pretty impeccable. But a lot of people would say this is kind of unproven technology. Is there an element of um, wishful thinking when it comes to carbon capture? It's, it's, firstly, you can't, I was at a meeting with Al Gore the other day and he was very strong saying this can't be a get out of jail card for the fossil fuel industry. You can't just pretend 
oh, we're going to increase, we're, we're going to discover new oil fields and new gas fields, and don't worry, because we have this technology where we can store it all. It is expensive, or that would be expensive, and it, 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 there's certain limits to what can be done. But there are certain areas, the likes of cement production or steel production, where it actually is the most uh, intelligent way to take the carbon out of the system, and people are starting okay. to do it. It is, it is deliverable. Three th- quick things before we let you go, Minister. Uh, the deposit reten- retention scheme whereby you're going to have to retur- return uh, various uh, plastic bottles and cans and so on and you pay a deposit and you get that back. Uh, some criticism of it uh, in, in recent days, some people saying it'll lead to more uh, journeys um, that they were people were putting that, that stuff in the green bin anyway that it penalises people. A quick response to that. It's working. People are already doing We're starting to see the shopping centres putting in the, the return points. So when you're going to do the shopping, you can do it at the same time. It doesn't increase emissions that way. But critically, what it does, people can put plastic and should into their green bin. But these bottles, these PET bottles, it's particularly effective when we put them, just just those and aluminium cans into this rep, uh, return scheme. You get a really high quality um, flow of plastic that you can then recycle very effectively and very competitively. Okay. So it makes absolute sense. And I'm, I'm thrilled we're going to bring it in. Two last quick things. Should Mary Lou MacDonald, the Sinn Féin leader, correct the Dáil record after her comments that no contact was made with the school in, in Parnell Square in the wake of that horrific attack? Does she need to correct the Dáil record, in your view? Um, my view, yes. Uh, and I said, I'm, I'm away from home at the moment, so you have to be careful in terms of who said what, where, when at home. But my understanding, there has been contact. And yes, I think in her, uh, if what she said is inaccurate, she should correct. For sure. Okay. Final question, uh, uh, Minister. And I know you are uh, away from home, so you wouldn't have been following the news as closely. But I'm sure you've heard that uh, the uh, fiscal watchdog has accused the government of budgetary gimmickry and saying it poses risks to the economy. Uh, Your response to that criticism? Pretty stinging criticism. We want. We have to protect the economy for our people. We've learnt lessons. From the 1980s, Jane, I can remember that period and, and even the financial crash as well. We, I can too, We've yeah. seen what happens when you can't get it right. That's why the government set aside, and for the first time ever in this state, into a fund for the future and into a fund for climate and nature investment into the future. So taking money away, which if we pumped that money into the economy, I would absolutely agree with the Fiscal Advisor Council, but we're not doing that. And I suppose the other test is what we have to try and do here is bring inflation down. I think that's obviously their main concern. That is happening. Happening, they might want to bring brought down faster, but I suppose we have the political judgment in terms of how do you protect our health services, how do you make sure we provide the okay. right social welfare and other protections. So uh, I, I listen to them with respect, but I think in this instance, if you look at the facts in terms of where inflation is coming down and how we've put money aside for the future, uh, I think that was the prudent thing to do. Uh, Minister, uh, thank you indeed for talking to us. We wish you well in your negotiations, Minister for Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport, Eamon Ryan. Thank you for joining us from COP28. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.